Welcome. You're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday Sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff. If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb. Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. Very prevalent in that because no, for sure. I'm like, ooh, Kevin Federline, ick. No, 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 Nikki, you don't understand. It, I, I wasn't just like, oh, he's cool, Nikki. That was my plan. Oh, gross. Kevin Federline's life plan of marry a pop star. Number one, be a backup dancer. Right. That's what I was. Okay, go- that I can get behind. I was already doing it. Right. By the way, we had opened for Chris Brown. That's another podcast. <laughs> but your mic, I think, is down. I can't. Okay. All right. Sorry. 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 So I was already like, I'm already a backup dancer. Oh no, they don't make a lot of money. Right. Oh no. Oh no. That's the owner. So let's get a pop star. And I have to. And I have to ball out of control to be a backup dancer. And then I was like, when Kevin Federline stepped on the scene, I thought it was so cool that he was originally Justin Timberlake's backup dancer, Mm. and then like with Britney. And then Britney's quality of life drastically decreased when she was with him. Yeah. And I was like, that's the plan. That. That's the plan. Like a pop star or something like that. And I can like marry someone or be with someone okay. who's like uber rich. So I get that. Because again, this is where our age gap really shines because you were senior in high school and I'm already married with a kid during sure. this. So sure, it's sure, very sure. But yeah. you different. did that young. Do you, I did do it. Do you yeah. remember the reality show? Yes. Oh man. Yes. I was there for all the episodes. <laughs> we were we were watching it like Every episode. look at this train wreck and you're like my you hero. No, no, no. I'm be. buying his outfits. Oh gross. The flat bills he had an all I have it to this day. He had an all-white Yankee mm-hmm. fitted cap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm about to drop 60 bucks that I don't have at Lids. That's oh, no. So that's at how... Who was your pop star? That... Who were you going to marry? I mean, yeah, like, who, who was going to support this? Who was going to be your... Yeah, I don't know. That was... You didn't, I didn't have that, that far. far. <laughs> I don't know if I believe this. If you could I was see never in a face. club, and Taylor Swift was like, him. Well, well, well yeah, because been, she would have been younger. a lot younger. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not no, the person. Oh, that's weird to think about how yeah. old I am then. Yeah. I was like, just to put in perspective, yeah. you weren't. You, well, Taylor Swift I mean, would have been like. I would have been scared of Christina John Aguilera. Okay, me and my brother, because you and Aaron are similar Yeah, yeah, in age. yeah, exactly. Uh, Wait, why does Christina scare you? Because she was scary back then. Because yeah, you had sure. like Britney, who was the good. Like Christina would fight you. And yes, yeah, then Christina was I coming out with. Christina for that reason. Ooh, that's bad. No, I get it. Yeah. I think girls were more Christina and boys were more Britney. Yeah, because the boy. Yeah, so? the yeah. boys wanted to make Britney bad. Yeah. No, she came out and said she was bad. But Britney like with I'm a, a slave. Yeah, no, that wasn't bad. She wasn't being. A- Nobody cared that Madonna kissed Christina Aguilera. Well, because it was sloppy they cared, seconds. They cared that, that all that. <laughs> but anyway. Wow. The spit on that like was icky. Wow. We should maybe start the podcast right. now how we intended to start it, which is with Jason B boxing. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's also rock your body, by the way. There you oh, go. Okay. R- R- rock your body. Oh, my God. I'm telling you guys, I was so lost in life that my plan and guiding star 
was Kevin Federline. That's so bizarre. That's the that's as honest as I could ever be on this podcast. Well, I think that's great, and I, I mean, think it just shows how God can find you. Courtney <laughs> Jordan is a saint because she only knows the depths of what the Lord Jesus Christ <laughs> saved me from. Well, because guys, listen, it took a while for me to shake off the tall tees hmm. and the Timberlands. Oh, I've seen videos I was of gonna say, the size 40 jeans. Why were you in a 40 jean? Oh, and I probably could have wore a 26 in Levi's. Yeah. But of oh, Allison yeah. and them putting on your clothes. My clothes. Those are my clothes. Those are your clothes. Those are all my clothes. So great. Bape and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. That is so yep. funny. Welcome back to the rest <laughs> of the sermon. I love it. This well, is look, great. this it's is real. what I hear back from our congregants and people that listen is they want more of the... You know, banter. Yeah, who yeah, we yeah. really are. Give them the and banter. So Give it to Here him. you go. Jason was wanting to be K-Fed when that's he how, grew up. That's how Rogan does it. At like 15 minutes into the podcast, the guest is like, "Wait, are we rolling? Are we rolling?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, we've yeah. been rolling. Like, this is good." Well, but. sometimes I try to do that, and then you're like, "Yo, are we rolling?" Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, never mind." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Did you guys have a great Thanksgiving this year? We did. Yeah. Good. Awesome. I want to, what was the best thing that you ate this year at Thanksgiving? Mm. That sticks out. Ours was Roman was really excited because he killed a deer. And so we got it butchered, all of that stuff, made snack sticks, everything. And he was really wanting to do some of the backstrap and we fried some of that. Yeah. It was good. But we did the inner loins, and we, and my father in law smoked it, Ooh, and then and then seared it like mm -hmm. on this on the grill. <laughs> it's the sound. Of no, no, I'm serious. It was like a prime. It was like sirloin. Yeah, steak. It was incredible. It was it was super good. That and then turkey with cranberry sauce. Okay, is your cranberry sauce, we've talked about it, but yeah. is it the homemade or 100%. is it? 100%. Okay. Yeah, it's all, like there's some other, like some nuts maybe mixed oh, okay. in it. okay, so you do more of the cranberry relish with the, there's sometimes can be oranges and pineapple and apples. And sometimes, but yeah. none of that was in there though. Gotcha. None of that was in there. You were like thinking hard about I was, that. because there was some crunchy to it, <laughs> yeah. but I couldn't remember. So that was mine. What about you guys? Um, my mom was shamed into making her homemade yeast rolls. So anytime we can shame Cheryl into that, we are down for it because yep. they like rival. Love it. Yeah. Love um, it. and then Jolie baked. So anytime that kid bakes, nice. we're, we're good. We're good. 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 What about you, Haley? I don't know. We had a non Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving. So what do you mean pizza? by non Thanksgiving? Like do you eat spaghetti? No, that would make sense. Right. That it would just be not traditional food, but this right. was like, yeah, right. right? I to I me though, that's very that. Christmassy because the Christmas, Christmas story. story yeah. By the way, have you guys seen the follow up movie? On, not yet. Listen, is it good? I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're okay. You you've got to be emotionally prepared. That's what I've heard, so I'm listen, scared of it. I was not ready. Oh. I was like, it's Saturday, stay home day. Here we go. I hope this is good. Oh. And they get you. And when I mean they get you, every man needs to be really prepared to watch this movie. See, okay, I heard so emotional more he than still, funny. He still narrates it. Listen, it is, I would, this is going to be a crazy statement. I'm ready. It might be one of the best sequels hmm. 
follow-ups to an original movie that I have ever seen. Better than hmm. Shrek 2? <laughs> I'm joking. I was thinking <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, but... Ooh, that's good, too. Yeah, good call on that. But uh, no, I mean, so anyway, Okay, I gotta watch know, because I am not a big fan of the first one, and that is like that's fine. sacrilegious, apparently. That's okay. So would I still enjoy this 100%. sequel? Okay. You would enjoy it more. Okay. If you were an eh on the first one, because I think Courtney Haley. was kind of an eh yeah. on the first one, you are bought in on this one. Like every year, John shows me a Christmas movie that I apparently was deprived from watching. Hey guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers, maybe you're on staff at a church, and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family-owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos. Like, legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor, and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573 686 2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573 686 2870. Or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips, First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. And I didn't know. And he's like, it's a classic. You have to watch it. Yeah. And we watch one. And then I go, oh. Yeah. And he's like, no, like, Throughout the world, yes. everyone thinks this is good. And yep. I'm like, oh. It was good. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Does he consider that a Christmas movie? We John We watched Wood. it on New Year's yep. two years yeah, ago. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One yeah. of the streaming networks does classify Die Hard as it because I pointed it out to my kids. Because I am like, Die Hard is one of the best Christmas movies. I was on staff at a church and we were doing a like a staff trivia game. Mm-hmm. And they were like named Christmas movies and I almost threw hands. Over Die Hard? Yes. Yeah. To defend that it was a it Christmas movie. It is not movie. Christmas at my house until Elf is watched. 100%. Mm-hmm. White Christmas. That's one of the ones John made me watch, and I went, ah. yep. I need to know your thoughts on that. Um, ah. And then Die Hard <laughs> is another one that comes in there. Mine, it's, mine's It's a Wonderful Life. I, that's yep, on that's the list. And yeah. I can Things. barely make it through it. Oh, because it, it'll get you. Kills me. Yeah. There's a ton of family nostalgia there, yeah. too. So what was the best thing you ate, Haley? I don't know. I think my mom smoked chicken for the non-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, but I think it was also because I was so turkeyed out. I was just really excited to have something else. Yep. Whenever you have to go to the second Thanksgiving, it's a rough one. It is, for sure. But 
I always count on the second Thanksgiving to, for leftovers the next day. Well, that's the whole reason why I cook a Thanksgiving. I mean, that and my mother-in-law comes to us and yeah. does it there too. But it all started in practice because my kids are like, we never get like turkey stuff left over. But when my husband's grandparents were alive, we were in the car a lot. Yes. Thanksgiving. We were doing yep. that whole crazy circle. And it does. You kind of do want those leftovers and things later on to make the turkey sandwiches or I'm very controversial because to me it's not Thanksgiving leftovers until you have a piece of pumpkin pie. Oh yeah. No. With turkey sitting no. on top of it. Okay. No. I'm here yeah. for it. I'm it's here a for very it. or you do the op the other end of that and that is the roll. It's a turkey sandwich slider mm. with the turkey and the cranberry sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that's fine because cranberry sauce, let's be honest, could, is a dessert. Oh, it could, yeah, just yeah. straight out Super of Super sweet. I'm like for neither of those combinations. I'm sorry. What do you, like well, then how about this? Pie. What do you look forward to at the Thanksgiving meal? Yeah, what's your... Just sides. Okay. Like, I don't, but never, like, Give we me go a side. to Cracker Barrel and we get the... Yeah. Whatever it's called, the veggie plate okay. where you can just get yep. all of the sides. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's like my whole life. Why do we have like a main? Well, thing? that's like Lambert's. Yeah. yeah. Why do you order an entree at Lambert's? Just so you can get all the stuff and not eat all of and it because eat you're up. eating everything that comes around to the yeah. table. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. Next question is: Is the house decorated? Uh, my tree has been up. Okay. Now it is not completely decorated, but it has been up and sure. lit for probably three weeks now. Nice. Good. Yeah. I'm here for it. That's good. Yeah. Haley? I died a little bit. Tim was with us in the sound booth. It's his first time hanging out with John and I. He's telling us how he has five Christmas trees Love it. up in his house. Yeah. They are fully decorated. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, what about you guys? And I'm like, last year our cat broke the tree, so I duct taped it. This year the duct tape has fallen off. We cannot use the tree anymore. We went to Five Below. We looked at one that was 20 bucks. That's about five foot. And we said, ah, I don't know. That's kind of expensive for a tree. <laughs> so, so, come on. It's then, not. Let's be honest. It is not. That is not expensive for a tree not, at all. But John and I seriously walked away from Five Below. And we're like, well, we'll go see how much they are somewhere else. <laughs> Have you done that let's yet? See, oh, we went okay. to Menards. And there's like a $550 yeah, yeah. tree. Because your heart really is, we don't want to buy another tree. I don't want to. Yeah. Totally, totally. Like I don't okay. want to buy anything almost ever. Totally. And so, like the yeah, fact that we it. have to continually buy groceries and spend money to survive, I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> so, like, Do you have dreams of like being off grid and self sustaining? No. Okay. No, no. Because no, that's no, the no. only way that's going to work. By <laughs> no, the way, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like this. Yeah. You're thing. like ah, the system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like I get we it. just have to like we bring money in and then it goes out to necessities. And there's, sure. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we wrote Merry Christmas on our window last mm-hmm. year. We were really into the chalk markers that we got from a friend from while well, we had COVID. Love it. We wrote all this stuff when Maeve was born, like, wash your hands, basically, don't come inside. <laughs> right. Don't look at us. <laughs> yes. Right. We wrote yes. that on, and then we erased it and we wrote Merry Christmas. Yeah. From the Murphys. Love it. And that is still on the window. Great. And I'm like, we're done. We didn't have to put our tree up because it was up from last year. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Because you like the lights. It's the best ambient light and I'll throw hands about that. I thought of you. A Christmas tree is the best ambient light around. Yeah. No doubt. It's just, it's great. I love it. Real tree. Does anybody rock a real tree? 
Okay. Um, Facebook memories just got me. 11 years ago was how recently I've made the switch from a real tree to a fake tree. Was that a big deal to do? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. It crushed my soul. Yeah. The cleanup is so much better. I remember when uh, Courtney's mom had the real tree and like the pan of water yes. underneath it yep. and the constant needles that fall. Yep. And But there is a piney oh there's a scent oh yeah okay. for sure it's for sure. real it is but and and i and that was the thing so that's what got me rick was like i'm tired of the dog drinking out of the tree water yes. and all of that kind of crazy yes. um <laughs> yeah it was it was so, nuts it, well you would hear that <laughs> sound yeah so great so uh. they make these little things that you can buy that are the one i buy is called christmas tree and they're little like wooden Picks, air fresheners, kind kinda? of, okay. yeah, that but you they, attach to the tree. That yeah. you attach to the tree, I'm and that it. they smell like the Christmas tree, so oh, making your tree even more expensive. That's like this. It's like three bucks, <laughs> Haley. If you buy a fake tree, I will buy you the smell. I love you. That's like the cinnamon brooms that like get propped yeah. in the corner or something, right? Yeah, but it smells. Who more buys those? The cinnamon brooms? I don't know because they give me a headache in the bag. Well, my kid hates cinnamon anything, yeah. so we've never I done that. I don't even that. know what we're talking. About. There's oh, yeah. you, at every craft Cracker Barrel has a hundred. It's you can uh, walk into everywhere. like Tractor Supply right yes. now, and they've got the cinnamon scented pine cones. There's a card like two yeah. or three cardboard boxes. Orsland has them, yeah. and they're they look like a mini witch broom, yeah. But they are basically this pine or twine, yeah. It's like grapevine material type that stuff. they have soaked in like a cinnamon oil. Or something, and it is a strong so scent. That's the reason you get a headache in those stores. Yeah. Yes, mm. yes, that's it. A hundred. If you mm. do any Christmas craft fair or yeah. any of that, I don't okay. Do Haley's awesome. like, like, I'm not spending I money on not, it. I'm not no. doing it. Great. I love it. <laughs> I well, like we would love to hear headache. from you guys. What was the best thing that you ate this Thanksgiving? Would love to hear from that. And if you've got any crate now, so, a third question. Do do we put lights up at the house, like on the house, all of that stuff? I heard something I think about you, and the exact phrase was, Nikki would put lights on her back porch in the country. Nikki does put lights yes. on her. Love it. There's not a house that can see my back porch. Right. I am butted up. There's a hunting cabin back there. Um, that's that's a when couple, you're living, yeah. when your neighbor is a hunting cabin. Yeah, oh. there's a, out of the back of my house, there is a it. hunting, but I do have Christmas lights on my Perfect. back deck. I'm here yeah. for it. Here for it. We got a tip, and I say this with air quotes that yeah. you guys cannot see. Yep. A tip from a wedding that we DJed because we stayed an hour extra and they paid us some money and then... The bride came up and was like, guys, you killed it. Love you guys so much. Here, this is for you. And it is one of those things that like projects lights onto your oh, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best hack. If you like just set it in the yard. Yep, so many feet in the yard and, and you project it on. So we put that out one year and then we left it out there for <laughs> as, Too long. as long as it the spring <laughs> mow until yeah. something happened to the power cord yeah. and now and that is the closest we will get to ever putting lights out yeah i feel like that's a genius hack it honestly is. i mean there's people who like you can buy some lasers that you measure and put in the measurements of the front of your house so it projects specifically 
like nice. onto your house and stuff like that. And you can change themes and all of that. Uh, listen, I would love to hear from our listeners. If, if we've got people who are Clark Griswold, Ooh. who are like just all about the lights and all of that, I would love that. That would be great. This past Sunday, guys, was a little bit bittersweet. We mm. finished the Upper Room series. Can we get a wah, wah, wah? Yeah, maybe. No. No. <laughs> and that actually we, was the response. That no. was the response right there. We, no. I love it. I don't know. But I, I was super sad, like, finishing this. Because any series that we do, and especially a book of the Bible... When I get to the end of it, Colossians, Ecclesiastes, Mark, Nehemiah, whatever it is, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> As a person, I, I've learned it now. <laughs> yeah. We should probably double this back and like go through and understand that. But I don't know, man. I just, 11 weeks, this was also a part of our vision series yeah. as well of like, so there was... I think this series was, for me personally, I was the most intentional as to the connecting the dots from if you're sitting in the pew, how do I apply what is being taught from the pulpit in this series from signing up, getting involved, connection class, all of those types of things. And so, yeah, man, it was, it was bittersweet. We spent 11 weeks in I John do 13 think it was 17. one of your more practical application yeah. sermon series. Yeah, for sure. And the stats, like I'm listening to it because yeah. I ran away this weekend, um, skipped out. Yay. And and it was the week to oh do it. Oh my gosh. Because my volunteers are the best volunteers yes. at Westside. I'm we sorry. Shout out to the Kidside nursery team. Hit them with it. This is not including adult volunteers No volunteers back there. at all. There were 90 kids back there. Can we get a round of applause? Yes. Yeah. Incredible. It was um, absolutely incredible. I'm, you know, hours away, not here. But listening to those stats of like how many people have served yeah. and were baptized and all yeah. of those, I'm like, woohoo from the car. Yeah, let's get into those. And so one of the things that I wanted to do was to say, number one, why did we do this series? And it was to clarify the purpose of the church. I always want to take a chunk of time each year to just answer a fundamental question what are we doing? Yeah. And why are we doing it? And the church's purpose is to make disciples who make disciples. Yep. That's the purpose of John 13 through 17. This is not the Sermon on the Mount. This is not Jesus's parables of like the kingdom of God and explaining salvation. And so this is, you are my disciples. I'm leaving. And this is your crash course. Here we go. And that's the purpose. And we also said, not just to answer what is the church's purpose, but also what's Westside's unique purpose. And, and I think if you're listening to this, I know I've got some pastor friends who listen to this. I think this is really important for us to talk about to our board, to our staff, to our congregants. There are churches everywhere, praise be to God, yeah. okay? And yes, the big C church's purpose is to make disciples who make disciples, not just conversions, not just attendance, not just hoarding, but make disciples who in turn turn around and make disciples. But we've said that the West Side's unique purpose is to invite people who are familiar with Jesus to follow Jesus with our family. Yeah. I feel that that's what God has called us to because 
Popper Bluff, Butler County, Ripley County, the surrounding area, Stoddard County. There's tons of churches. Oh my gosh. And, and, and praise be to God for that. But because there's a ton of churches, there's a generational kind of thing. And it's, yeah, my grandma went there. Or yeah. I grew up going to church every year, VBS. Mm-hmm. Or and so then in our context, like I debate with pastor friends who are in like uber urban environments where like there are no Christians at all. And we always debate like what's the hardest? Is is it is it harder to go to Washington, DC, where there's ethnicities, there's different religions, there's a hostility to Christianity? Is it harder there? Or is it harder in the Bible Belt where everyone assumes they're saved? Well, those are two very different things because totally. you're teaching someone a new set yep. versus changing yep. a, ba- a habit. Yeah, like like my friends can't just go, oh, you remember Jacob? They can't do that no. in those contexts because no. people are like, nope, don't remember Jacob. Who's he? You know, but whereas here we could do that, but it becomes this you know familiarity breeds contempt. And so we said that it's to invite those people to to become followers of Jesus. But since we started this series in August, we said over 40 plus people have signed up to serve in different areas of ministry. And by the way, these are brand new people, 40 people who've never been involved. 25 plus people have completed the connection class and have become family members. We've seen seven people accept Christ. We've baptized 11 people. And we've seen a 26% increase in attendance from last year. And we've hired two new staff members. Those are huge. That's since August. That's yeah. since the business meeting in 11 August. 11 weeks. 11 weeks. It's just crazy like, to see what the Lord is doing. I was losing my mind in the car like, woohoo! This is it, man. People and, look and, at you a little crazy. And let me say something here. I know a lot of times I have this initial or knee-jerk reaction, so, so maybe I'm just talking to myself. It's not about numbers. It's I get that. And even if you're a real Bible thumper, you're like, well, the moment David measured his army is the day the Lord took it away from. Like, I, I get it. <laughs> but there's also a book in the Bible called Numbers. There, yeah. you, there you go. Secondly, in the book of Acts, they record the amount of people who are being saved. And here's why. Every name ha- or every number has a name. Mm-hmm. These are real people. And every name matters, and you can't grow what you don't measure in that sense. And so this is a tangible, practical way for us to go, listen, we really want to go from um, attendance to engagement. We really want to go from a crowd to the committed in the upper room. And just to recap the weeks, these are the weeks that we've covered. From John 13 through 17, we walked through. It's time to give another shout-out to another sponsor of the Rest of the Sermon podcast. This shout-out goes to our great friends over at Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Smart Marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean websites, graphic design, videography, anything that you need, Smart Marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook Just type in Smart Marketing and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call. Smart Marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff. 573-840-0334. 
0334. Back to the show. Through. And we just pulled out a principle from each one. And we said, ooh, this is good. This is a mark of an upper room disciple. And by the way, I need to say this. These are like maybe synonyms. I created these with H's or whatever like that. These are right out of the text. Yeah. These are what Jesus has said. Number one, humble in serving. Number two, honest about sin. Number three, healthy in community. Number four, hopeful in heart. Number five, helped by the Spirit. Number six, home in Jesus. Number seven, hated by the enemy. Number seven, holy in lifestyle. Number eight, happy in suffering. And then this week was hearing God in prayer. I want to ask you guys, out of all of these weeks, and we've covered a lot, what which one stuck out to you? Which sort of mark of an upper room disciple do you feel like the Lord kind of impressed upon your spirits? I would say there's definitely a couple. Like there were some that I was like, yeah, this is good. And then there were some that was like, oh, this one's for me. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I mean? Isn't um, it a distinct like, yeah, this is good. Is he going to say my name? Yeah. Right? You know? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. difference. Um, I think home and Jesus really stuck out to me because I just realized how comfortable I was mm. and just that that's wrong. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, like, not that it's like, I think sometimes I thank God for my comfortableness. Yeah, sure. And not that he hasn't provided a lot of that. Sure. But what am I doing to be uncomfortable? That's good. And yeah. just like, the goal is not just to be like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But like, okay, you've provided all of this comfort. So there are areas that I can be uncomfortable. That's good. And like, I don't know, like it, it definitely caused me to think yeah. and propel. And then basically all of them from that po- point forward sure. were like, okay. Because they build on each they other. They do build yeah, on each sure. other. And it's like, if I am not willing to get uncomfortable, yeah. I can't be happy in suffering. Yeah, I'm not hated by the enemy because yep. I am comfortable. Sure, yeah. I'm probably not hearing God in prayer because I'm not even praying for these yeah. um, like opportunities to be uncomfortable like it's got to start like it flowed i would agree i would say that what definitely when jesus calls the holy spirit the helper Mm -hmm. and the comforter and then francis chan's quote you know a lot of people come up to me and they say i don't feel the spirit in my life and i say to them well the name that jesus gave the spirit was the great comforter and maybe you don't need comforting because you're already comfortable you know, I think definitely for me, that was significant too. What about you, Nick? I really hated by the enemy mm. was one that I'm like, I really want to be hated by the enemy. Yeah. Like I, that was almost some like goal. Yeah. Let's do this. Yep. And working with the kids and doing them and having them push get back things. darkness, man. And I'm going, yep. Let's yep. like, it was. Yeah. I, I found that week weirdly comforting. Yes. Yeah. That, oh, okay, like there is a level. And and by the way, we just did a cultural kind of survey. Like, why is Ned Flanders, Homer Simpson's yeah. neighbor, a Christian? Why is the SNL church lady a Christian? Why is it when you stub your toe or smash your thumb with a hammer, you take the Lord's name in vain? Yeah. You don't go Muhammad. Like, there, there really is a... And, and I'm not a culture war guy. You know this. No. 
But I do think we need to be honest that there is an unfair assessment when it comes to the church and Christianity. It's open season. It's been accepted. As a matter of fact, I had this as an illustration, and I didn't even use it. There's a cartoonist that worked for the New York Times who did a sketch one day about Islam and two Muslims talking about Muhammad, and he got death threats, and and they removed the sketch. But you can do that all the time. Sure. Yeah. And 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 I think there's a lot more to that than what we give credit. Mm-hmm. I think that is definitely spiritual warfare. I think that's a lot of things. But I would agree with you. I think that was a weirdly kind of comforting it week was, for me. It was bizarre to be like, okay, this is a life goal. And then learning to be happy in suffering. Yeah. <laughs> like, not that I feel like I suffer a lot. No, yeah. I Because I don't. But knowing that those moments of pressure, stress, yeah, yeah, the pressure, yep. um, unease or whatever, those are opportunities mm. um, for me to say, oh, I am going to need help. Holy Spirit, can you or am I willing to voice that yeah. even if it's not, you know, in prayer, yeah. maybe to others it's good. that I'm struggling here, um, help. That's good. And that kind of stuff. So yeah. the happy in suffering. I think I think for me the big one as as a preacher and teacher was honest about sin. And and here's why. I probably around the time Roman was born had sort of like a th- I don't want to say a theology shift, but I think I really started digging and going, you know, I this is plasticky. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Like I, I don't know, man. I feel like this is still in a wrapper for too me. Too shiny. Yeah, yeah. This is too shiny and started digging and really reading the Bible for what it was. And for me as a preacher and teacher, it is very the the tension is this. We have to be honest about sin. We have to name it. We have to use like think about this. We use the phrase emotional affair. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, an affair is just not enough. We've Adultery hits a little different yeah. when you drop the, like, those types of things. And so it's like, okay, but the shift is we also have to be honest about how God has dealt with sin. And that's really good news. Yeah. So anytime the Bible is severe in the use of language about sin, the verses before, the verses in the middle or the verses after are very quick to remind you this is how God has dealt with that. God has paid for this. This is, He's separated yeah. our sins as far as the East is from the West. All of those types of things. Luther called it the law and the gospel. You hold the law up and people go, We're all sinners. Yep. Perfect. That's the right response. Then you hold up Jesus and everybody goes, There's the Savior. And so I think that week for me, I just felt like I got to just spout off like a ton of good news. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like, it's the famous Tim. And th- th- I was reading that book that time that I, I've said it so much. I think people think it's mine because I've, because <laughs> like if I quoted Tim Keller, every time I said it, I would just be quoting Tim Keller all the time. But the gospel is that you are more broken and flawed and worse than you could ever imagine. And at the same time, you were more loved and cherished than you could ever dare dream. Yeah. Oh, like that is good news, man. That's good news. We ended this week um, 
with sort of saying this is an application. If these marks are kind of like a staircase, which there was intentionality behind the logo of the stairs leading into the upper room, each one of these marks is kind of like a stair step. Um, the application question was, what is the Spirit prompting you? What is the next step that the Spirit is prompting you to take? And and I think it's important to discuss that because of this, and it reminds me of a counseling conversation I had yesterday with an individual who was like, but how can you even know God? And I'm so far away, and it's all... And it was very doom and gloom. I mean, yeah. to every every answer I had literally was, well, the problem I have with that is blank. Literally discipleship, we said following Jesus means taking the next step, step at a time. That's it. We don't need to get to, well, how can I step out in faith and how can I even know God? What's the next step? What's the next step? And I think we really try to complicate discipleship. And, 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 And I think here's the tension in that. Your next step, Nikki, might look different than my next step. Yeah. But the beauty of the church is we're all going to Jesus. Yeah. And so it's all sort of it's it's unity but not uniformity, kind of kind of like what we talked about in staff meeting. So for you guys, you know, what do you feel like um the spirit's prompting is kind of through this series and a next step that the spirit is asking you or prompting you to take? I think just throughout the series, throughout our conversations in staff, throughout everything. I feel like I will be very nostalgic when this ends because this was my first full series we did on staff that was planned from the beginning to the end. Birth to conception. And just seeing what happens on Sunday, but seeing the behind the scenes, the intentionality, the care, even with how we make it available to the kids and just... All of the stuff, the signs on the... Dude, it's so thought out. It's yeah. not like an accident. You sure. know what I mean? And But it's also not a production. Mm, like it's, That's a good distinction. Yeah. It's so real and mm-hmm. so intentional. And the amount of like study and conversation that we have, and even the, the wrestling that we personally do with it For at sure. the table. Yeah. And I think I've just been like, hey, like radical obedience and sitting at the feet of Jesus. I am not prioritizing that Mm. we read a book called non-anxious churches during this time so good so good and it was so helpful i mean it was so timely helpful for us as a staff and just mary and martha and like sitting at the feet and then going the reason i am not home in jesus is because i'm not sitting at the feet of jesus as much as i need to as fully as I need to, as focused as I need to. And understanding that like one wasn't better than the other. That wasn't the goal. That that wasn't the goal of what Jesus was doing in that. No, but just how it all flowed together. And I've just been wrestling like in order for you to be radically obedient and to even want to take the next step, like you have got to be resting at his feet and know like mm. it all comes from him. I love the it. submission that we see in John 17, like that was yeah. so eye-opening for me of just Jesus submitting to the Father. Like yeah. you Oof. just have to. There's not a layer that you like yep. it all has to start. You are humble, you are low, humble in service. Wow. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean right, just wow. like 
start there and work up. That's and good. if you're not willing to go to the bottom, it's not going to get better. I love it. That's really good. What about you, Nick? I think a lot of it is going to like mimic what Haley said when it comes to the intentionality. Um, I pour a lot into the lesson for the kids. Yeah. I am very intentional with what I, what I want them to learn, not because I want them to learn it, but I do feel like it is prompted by the spirit. Absolutely. Um, but I think sometimes the families, mm-hmm. like I look at the individual child. Sure. Or I even look at my volunteers. Yeah. Because there is a whole team that I just get to be the yep, one to I take know. all the credit for. I like feel it's, the same it's bananas. Yep. But I forget that they are part of something sometimes. So just that humble in service, not just to the child or just to the volunteer, that they are a part of a bigger unit. Yeah, it's good. And so for me, that awareness and that attention, intentionality is like, yeah. We had an incident a couple of weeks ago where one of my faithful volunteers was having a morning. Yeah, sure. It was not good. And I'm yeah. like, go home. Yeah. Go. You need to not be here good. in this right now. Go wherever you need to be, but in a fill room. Up. Go fill up. In a yeah. room with four-year-olds is not it today. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. was just, I don't know where I would... I don't know if a year ago if I would have said that. That's cool. Wow, that's huge. So I really feel like this walk has been knowing who your upper room people are, the people are doing life with you, who they are. And it's not always for me discipling the one person. It's, okay, they belong to this and knowing how those relationships work. The big picture. That's good. I like it. I think for me, this step is 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 a releasing step and 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 here's what I mean by that empowering we're we're really big on staff if you hold if you hold any position of leadership your first day of training you hear the words you should be looking for your replacement like mm-hmm. immediately yeah. Yeah. because that's discipleship right yeah. and like I even force you guys to take Sundays off and so, there's 90 kids that show up <laughs> so because it's just that, all right, I've got to give someone else this responsibility. And I think for me to see Jesus, like recap, like, okay, guys, here it is. Boom, drops it on them. And this whole meal washes their feet, teaches them. And then he trusts them. That Like they hadn't arrived. No. Like, and they never, I think for me, it's we never arrive. And so there's specific language that I'm trying to really drill in my soul, and it's this. Instead of saying finish, we need to say formed. Because we are being, Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, I labor through preaching that you may be formed into the image of Jesus Christ. That's what being a Christian is, is the goal is I am becoming more like Jesus every day of my life, even when I don't feel like it. And for me, as an Enneagram 3, goal-oriented results, what are we doing next? Like, I don't live in the past. Like, it's funny when I bump into people throughout the week and they're still thinking about the sermon, and I'm like, when I said amen, <laughs> that sermon oh. was gone. That Because I've been living in it in the week up to it yeah, type right. of a thing. And so 
to go, whoa, 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 like pump the brakes. This is slow. And we never finish. We're being formed into the image of Jesus. And man, there's a there's a level of freedom there with that. That A, it it doesn't depend on you. Yeah. B, um, this is not, I think that's why the church is the most unique organization in the world. Because, you know, you give tons of money away. Like from a business standpoint, the church just does not make sense. No. But it's also like you can't necessarily set year-to-date goals and this, that, and the other because pruning and, and, and all of that stuff. And so I think really for me it was a, a releasing, a trusting, a do what you can up front because Jesus was obviously very intentional and he taught and said things specifically to them. Then he just entrusted them with it. And we see in two chapters after what we just studied – Peter denies him. I mean, the next night, yeah. Peter denies Jesus. The two nights ago, or I mean, not even two nights, it's a night. Yeah. Jesus just washed Peter's feet, and Peter's standing around a fire looking at Jesus arrested, and a girl goes, you're a Galilean. He goes, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Another person goes, yeah, you were with him. And he's like, no, I'm not. And just thinking how Jesus didn't go, I knew I shouldn't have picked Peter. Yeah. I Jesus never says, like, I failed. You know, it's like, man, I'm entrusting. There's growing in that. And as a leader, and I think definitely as a pastor, like true confessions of a pastor, like, man, this is this is your life. And 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 here's what I mean by this. It's not just a goal. It's not just like oh, someone was negative about Westside, and then you're like, oh, no, someone had a bad experience, and they're going to leave us a bad Google review. Like, it's not that. Like, this is, like, I pray for people every day. Yeah. You know? And when that happens, your knee-jerk reaction is, I failed or they failed, or what if it's just a part of the process? What if it's just growth? What if it's just being formed? What if it's just that? I don't know. It's just a big shift, I think, that I'm having. And it's really set me to a long-term vision. Mm. And what I mean by that is, like, man, I'm thinking about when these kids' side kids that are graduating and that you have, are we a church that has people around them and a pathway for them to remain and to grow and to, you know, I don't know, man. It's just I see Jesus playing such a long game. And I think for us that's what's difficult. Like who signs up for that? Like the probably the greatest commitment that every, any average person has is, A, hopefully their marriage, okay, yeah. and then B, your home loan. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I mean, your 30-year note, yep. right? Mortgage. Yeah, mortgage, right? Absolutely. And so, like, man everything else is like instant in this, that, and the other. And so to take a deep breath and go, man, the pressure's not on me and to engage and then equip and let it go and to see God work in the failures and all of that, I, I, I really feel is a big prompting for me in this. We, we wrapped the, the last chapter up, which is, it's almost like the Holy Spirit inspired it, guys. <laughs> but Crazy G- thought. Yeah, but Jesus ends... The Upper Room Discourse with 
the longest recorded prayer that we have of Jesus. I mean, scholars say John chapter 17 is the Mount Everest of the Bible. Like, it's the Holy of Holies. It's Jesus praying. He prays for himself. He prays for the world, and he prays for future believers. And so it was so appropriate to just, like, encapsulate this in prayer. Because one of the things we kept saying was, this isn't a to-do list. Yeah. Right? This is an identity list. This is, you know, it's when one of our kids snaps out at another kid, and you go, whoa, 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 that is, that is not how we operate in this family. It's not about behavior. It's about belief. Like, this is who we are. But we said that the primary way that God forms us is through prayer. Like, the prayer life, communication is key to any relationship. God speaks to us in the scriptures, and we speak to God in prayer. And then we walk through just a list of resources in John 17 that, that we gain in prayer. I mean, Jesus gives us eternal life. The Father protects us. God's Word. We're unified, set apart, all of those things. And I really wanted to end the series with, we have everything we need. Yeah. And we possess it through prayer. And so as, as we sort of end all of this, I thought it would be great for our listeners just to hear kind of a glimpse into our lives. What does prayer look like for you? Um, it can be structured. It can be um, free. It can be whatever. Um, but I know you guys enough to know that if there's not a rhythm, then prayer doesn't exist, kind right. of a thing like that. So, um, yeah, I just want to hear from you guys. What does that look like in your life of prayer and possessing God's promises through that. I am the most boring, practical person you will probably ever meet. Love it. Um, because I have to be. My, yep. my ADD will derail everything. Yeah. So I've spoke to it before. I do set reminders in my phone. Yep. Um, to where I do, I do a lot of driving. When you live in the boonies, yeah. Um, my car, like if we had Amen. to have a war room, yeah. it is the inside of my car because I do a lot Love of praying then yeah. when I'm in my car back and forth. Um, my morning routines, it doesn't always happen. Sure. I mean, there's, I'm not a morning person. My world is nuts, busy. I love it to be nuts and busy. Mm-hmm. But in the evenings, yeah. like before I go to bed, I'm usually the last one in bed in my house. That's good. And that is my quiet kind of downtime. That's good. And I will do that. But a lot of like, honestly, my reminder on my phone when it goes off, it'll pop up a name. It changes a lot. Yep. And it'll be, oh, okay, I'm going to stop. Sometimes I send out a text with sure. that prayer. I've Sometimes been a recipient I don't. of that big time. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, I have it's really cool. Um, it's really cool. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but... In my car a lot. If I'm driving and someone's name pops into my brain, yeah, it's okay. I don't know why, but yeah. Lord, you've put them on my heart, in my mind. Sometimes I reach out if I know they've got a lot going on. Absolutely. But, yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. That's good. What about you, Haley? I'm working on reorganizing. Good. Yeah. Tell yeah. us what that looks like. It's not going well. But <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're reorganizing yeah, then, yeah. right? Um, there is, I, I am definitely the person that when you're like, hey, will you pray for me? And I'm like, I don't write it down because mm-hmm. if I do, it'll never happen. Sure. I go, hey, can we like, can we do that right now? Yes. And I will be super awkward about it. And people have heard me pray, and it is, it is probably not as holy as it should be. I am very like, I'm talking to yeah. God, like how yeah. I talk. And so when people are like, hey, I'm not a good prayer, 
I'm like, have you heard me? Like, okay, sure. I've heard you pray, and it is like... Yeah, you're undercutting yourself you, a little no, bit. No, but, so I, just mean, but yeah. I just mean, like, that happened from me not being told that I was a bad prayer as a kid. Uh, and then just, I like... I see what you're saying. Like, I was just allowed to talk to Jesus how we... Yeah, like, yeah. We I understand to, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, now that is... There's that no is, formality in your prayer. Yeah, it's not like... I remember growing up in the church where it was all of those people that you make fun of on Sunday. And I don't sure. mean that, but Papa when you're Daddy. like, no, where you go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> God. Yeah. oh God. and I remember yeah. that and being like, I don't know how you get there. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't. Deacon Bob. And so if <laughs> my dad's name's Bob and he was a deacon. That's, That's so funny. <laughs> and so, but just like that, but I'm just saying like, so there is a lot of um, pop-up prayer, I guess I would say. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. Shotgun hey, you, prayers. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, let's do that. But my rhythm is when we put Maeve to bed, I'm the one who normally puts her to bed, yeah. and I rock her. And we start with her prayer. Yeah. God, may our hearts love you. Yeah. May our bodies serve you. And may our minds seek you first in everything we do. Love it. And then I touch her body. Yeah. And now we're cuddled up anyway. Yep. And we, like, pray over yep. her body and like your heart, your body, your yep. mind. And then that prompts of like, man, I'm praying this for my kid. Like yes. every single time it's yep. like a, That'll washing, spur you, man. a yeah. washing over That's good. and it spurs that. And like, I kind of, it's not a rhythm as in like it's structured, but it's a rhythm as in like, that's going to be the prompt every time. Yeah, that's good. And then what flows from that is going to be like, Hey, now, what I am reorganizing to is okay. what I feel like is probably biblical okay. and what I feel convicted about all the time. Yeah. That's at night. Okay. And it's not with my Bible open. Gotcha. Cool. It needs to be the first thing of the day. Mm. It needs to be with God's word. Like, he starts the conversation. Yeah, sure. You Prayers, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, Eugene Peterson says, prayer is our response. God always talks first. And so yeah. I am convicted that it's a lot of feelings. Yeah. And okay. I would like, I mean, there is a balance to that Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely, sure. But I want to be more biblically grounded in how I am praying. Yeah, And so good. the discipline is wake up earlier, yep. Jason, and <laughs> it is. I just, it is for okay. sure. Wake up earlier, be in my Bible and like, let that at least start my day. I'm not saying I should change what I'm doing at night, but it can't hurt me to yeah. start my day in a Which different way. Which is why way. I always say to get up early starts the night before. Yes. For sure. On that. Yeah, for sure. What were you going to say, Nick? I was going to say, there's some, like, do you use your phone as an alarm clock? Yeah, some because there's like I'm thinking of a couple of different apps that are popping in my brain sure. where that is your alarm, yeah. and so when you shut it off, it's automatically a verse there. Yeah, to start. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that for so for first me, first five, I think. In this journey, I have done. I mean, I have a stack of prayer books. I've got Catholic prayer books. I've got monastery monk prayer books. All of this stuff, and I think I've finally like taken the pressure off and have been like, I, this is just what I keep going back to. Mm. Um, there's a really incredible app that's called Daily Prayer. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll post it on my stories. I did it pretty religiously during COVID, but it follows the common lectionary, the three times a day. So you have a morning prayer, which is when you give God your day. 
You have an afternoon prayer, which is where you check in to see how God is working. And then you have an evening prayer where you review your day and ask God to watch over you during the night. I use that, I would say, 60 to 70% of the time. It's because the words are these ancient prayers, and they are just... I would never pray that. And and, and I think that's why people need to understand a liturgy and a structure is very important because just how you teach a child to speak, and when it grunts, you go, "Uh uh-uh, use your words. God has also given us His Word in order to teach us how to pray. The Lord's Prayer for me is a, I use this illustration, is like a diving board into the pool of prayer. So I say it three times, and then the third time I do commentary in between it. So, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God, thank you for this day, for being God, for being who you are, you're separate, you're distinct, all of the, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, you know, may today be about you. And so it's mm-hmm. just a, a structured sort of way for me in that. But most of the time, the way that Maeve sort of spurs you on in that discipline, I have just found, kind of like you said, with the a, the gift of A, D, 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 or whatever, is I've got to have my Bible. Like just a psalm, like in staff, when we do the prayer for Paul, for the churches, for some reason, it just relieves the anxiety of... What do I need to pray? What do I? And there's always something there. Now, this is going to sound like an oxymoron. What I'm trying to learn to do, because I think I naturally sort of go to a rigid sort of liturgy like that, and that's very easy and can become kind of booky to me a little bit, is free, spontaneous prayer for a large period of time. Yeah and incorporating silence. Mm. And I think, I mean, I could give you a ton of books and stats and this, that, and the other, and especially in this day and age in technology, silence is, well, be still and know that I am God. I think God's, this is going to sound crazy, I think God speaks to me more in silence than any other avenue in my life, other than when my Bible's just open. Absolutely. When I, in the first part of the day, am taking breaths and say the Lord's Prayer three times and then sit, it's like there's this, almost this surge of like anxiety, uncomfortableness, get out, you're in danger, check your phone, you know, and then... Some not all the time, guys. Sometimes I give into that. I'll just right. be honest. I just snap out of it. The, the caffeine isn't kicked in, any of that. But when I, it's like a plane taking off through the clouds. When I break through those clouds, man, there is just something there. And I think for my mental health, for my soul, silence has been a real big thing that I've tried to incorporate. Absolutely to that. And I think like... Again, I don't have all your stats that you have. But the reason we're so uncomfortable is because the enemy knows. 100%. Like, why is distraction the number one? Like, you sit in silence 
your mind wanders, you want, you feel uncomfortable yep. and it's because that's the time. Here's a fun thing. The etymology of the word entertainment is a military word first used in 1640 as a distraction to deploy and to attack. So it was first recorded in the English language by a military general that these troops would entertain the enemy and the other troops would come off the flank side and attack them. And that's crazy when you think about that. And I think you're absolutely right. And I think the only way to break that is like like I went down with Parker um, to a kind of a monastery and and we did a three day prayer retreat and each day it's kind of like scuba diving you go a little deeper and a little mm-hmm. deeper into silence and then the last one is the twenty four hours of complete and total silence you eat in silence um, interact in silence you don't really interact with anybody you're out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere but like when you're in right. the kitchen. You know, they like guide you through it. They're like, don't like hurry up and turn away from somebody. You can nod your head, acknowledge people, do stuff like that. But I'm telling you, man, the first like five hours, you, at least me, are riddled with anxiety. And it's withdrawals. I mean, it is a full-fledged everything in your body is telling you to get out of here. I was gonna say, as someone who is so extroverted, like I draw energy from people. Yep. Like, I would die. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like I am over here going, that sounds like the most horrible thing ever. But I'm telling you. But in that weakness, like for me, it would absolutely yes. be a weakness. Yes. What better time than for me to surrender that way. Yes. For God to reveal like, hey, I've got you. This is the yep. most uncomfortable. So I can see they where that would They give you breathing be. exercises. You ask yourself internal questions. You notice spinning mind, racing heart, tightening gut, you know, a lot of these things. But when you break through that, the clarity that comes is um, only next to fasting, yeah. I think, in my life. Have I ever experienced that level of clarity? Okay, so how are you getting these prolonged times of silence? Yeah, so this is something I'm working on to try to get into my life. Yeah. It, it It's only going to happen in the morning. Yeah. That's it. I mean, for me in my day with three kids, 11 and under, that's it. So 5 a.m. for me before, and guys, that's only an hour and a half before the kids start getting up and Roman starts getting dressed and going to school. Like that's not a lot of time no. guys. And so, um, also again, I'm trying, but like afternoon, there's a ton of research of like getting out into sunlight and vitamin D and walking Yeah, for me, prayer walking is really good. So like I'll bust a loop through these old hospital roads and stuff around here and so, like, ar- around that time, you know, uh, is good. When I go and pick up Roman, I go to a park, and he walks down. I'll try to get there 30 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes earlier, and bust a lap and try to... And, and even then, that's really not enough time for complete silence. Yeah. But in the morning, I would say, and it's so hard. I mean, it is... I, I really want to do it more, um, but it is. It's just hard, yeah. but... Yeah, I think that's what kind of prayer looks like. We would love to hear from you guys. What does prayer look like for you? What are some resources that you have 
or if you have any questions about that is, I think Jesus's outline of praying for himself, praying for believers, uh, or, or praying for himself, praying for uh, believers, and then praying for non-believers is huge in how he does that. That's a great outline for prayer. That's a great outline. You also have previously preached an entire acronym mm-hmm. on prayer Yep, that is probably on our website. Yep. I did. I've done that multiple times. I did it through the Abide series. Mm-hmm. I did it in Nehemiah and um, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And so ACTS is a good one, A-C-T-S. You start with adoration about who God is. Then you move to confession because if that's who God is, then this is who I am, A-C-T. You go to thanksgiving. God, you have given me salvation even though I am this, and then S is supplication, which is requests. And your requests change. When when your prayer starts with requests to God, it's very Santa-listy. But when you go from adoration, confession, to thanksgiving, when you get to those requests, buddy, they change big time. Even how you pray for other people really changes in that sense. So, hey, listen, we would love to hear from you guys what stuck out in this series. If you're wanting some follow-up resources on this series of how to go deeper or some next steps, one thing I will say is, praise be to God, we've got a wave of people asking how to join and a whole new wave of people. So be on the lookout in early February-ish, sometime in February there's probably going to be another connection class just because of the sheer demand of people that are wanting to join, which I love, which is incredible. So you can shoot in questions at info at westsidepb.org, or you can shoot us a message on Facebook. What do we have coming up, guys? Or they could text the question. They can text the question to... 573-877-7333. That's 573-837-33s. Love it. Haley, what do we have coming up? And Nikki, what do we have coming up? Oh. We've got some stuff coming up. Yeah, we do. Um, this Saturday Come on. is a church work day. Come on. There is a whole list of things that we need to do around the church, and listen, we need your bodies. Listen, if you've ever come up to me <laughs> and you've been like, I can't teach, I'm not really, Bible studies are good, but I just, man, I just love serving. I just love using my hands for the Lord, and you're not here Saturday. No, I'm just kidding. If they say that, if they come to you and they say, I can't teach, I'm going to need you to start telling them, go see Nikki. (laughs) Just just go see Nikki. I got a whole theory on that. I love it. I will say, even if you are neither of those two people, and you are me, who should not be in charge of power tools or anything (laughs) like that. You should come hang out, honestly. They always need someone when they're on the ladder to yep. pass them the tool up yeah. the ladder, right? <laughs> I have found my place. That's the one way that people allow me to do the I tools. Love it. And I love I, it. that's also the way that I stay out of Gary's yep. hair. I love it. And so And yeah. honestly, it is a low-key, super great time to just come and have a common project and hang out with people. Yeah. Sometimes these environments are easier to hang out with people because you have a task that you're doing. Yeah, you're not sitting at a table like, so, yep. Joe, tell yep. me about Should your we? life. It's 100%. like, it's task-oriented. Yep. And we have a lot of different tasks, and they are a wide variety of people. So if you are not the screwdriver person, you could maybe be the sorter or the organizer yep. or the cleaner-outer yep. or the This Saturday from noon to three. Noon, noon to, to three. three. Noon to three. And so if you want to get involved in that or have any questions... 
You can text in to 573-877-7333. I love it. Love but it. what do we have coming up Wednesday as well? I was say, yeah. tomorrow night. Or the day the podcast drops yes. right yes. now. Tonight. So yes. tonight, if you're listening, if you're listening to, this, to this, you should probably yes. Tonight, if you have a kid side kid and they want to be on stage for the Christmas program that will happen this coming Sunday, this Sunday. which is crazy. I know. December 4th. I love so it. we have rehearsal. At 6 o'clock with the full band yep. tonight, Wednesday night, <laughs> and then December 4th, this coming Sunday at 10 a.m., our Kids Side Kids will be presenting Prepare Him Room as part of our, so we won't have typical family worship. Sure, sure. Um, we'll do Prepare Him Room, and then all of the children will go back to the fellowship hall with me and my amazing team, and we will have a birthday party for Jesus like we do Every Christmas. It's a fun time. I also heard you guys might be making some decorations. We're going to be. We're going to be. Kids side is the only part of the church that is not currently decorated (laughs) on purpose. So the kids get to decorate their space. That'll be great. And the church looks so good. I love it. I'm telling you, man, for me, this is, um, it's not Christmas until we do Advent. And so for us, I'm sorry, I didn't start us on Advent on the proper church calendar because we needed to finish the upper room. But (laughs) this Sunday, we are joining. I don't want to say starting. We are joining in on Advent. And um, this is a season of preparation, anticipation. We're going to be following the life of John the Baptist, who is one of the weirdest guys ever in all of the Bible. Also, though, according to Jesus, John is the goat. Literally the goat. The greatest born of a woman was John the Baptist. Wow. And Jesus said that. And so that's a pretty big deal. It's it's pretty awesome. We've yeah. got a youth event coming up in Dece- December. Yep. busy. Yeah, man. It's going to be good. In a great way. We will go over all of that in the newsletter. Hey. That will be coming out soon. Yes, it is. <laughs> so if you haven't got that, email us at info at westsidepb.org and we can get you involved. Hey, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you have any questions at all, be sure to reach out to us. You can even give us a call here at the church, 785-1805. Until we meet again, it is all about Jesus. Blessings. Blessings.